Valve has evaluated another 66 games for Steam Deck compatibility, bringing the total to 67 games, which feels like they missed a key opportunity to evaluate just two more games, but hey, I'll take it. We cover that and some detailed Steam Deck impressions from a developer. Let's get into it. What's good, Deck Gang? For the gamers anxiously awaiting the Steam Deck, it feels like we're crawling towards the launch date. But for employees at Valve, it must feel like days and weeks are just speeding by. According to a post in the dev forums, they are working furiously to verify Steam games, and I would imagine that they are doing the same with updates to SteamOS and Steam Big Picture Mode. Without trivializing how stressful this must be for them, I do think it's kind of cool to see the gears moving as we get down to the wire. I fully expect that there will be day zero and day one patches to Steam itself and to some games as we get to launch day. In any case, today we see the fruit of some of that labor with 66 new games rated for compatibility. 38 of these titles became verified, 24 are playable, and 5 are unsupported. What does any of this mean? Well, let me start by telling you what got verified. Some of these games you know very well, some you've never heard of, but mostly they're top sellers. In alphabetical order, we have Aliens, Fireteam Elite, Ape Out, Castle Crashers, Celeste, Circuit Superstars, Cuphead, Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 3, Death Stranding, Death's Door, Dishonored, Final Fantasy, Guacamelee 2, Gunfire Reborn, Hollow Knight, Hot Wheels Unleashed, Into the Breach, Mad Max, Manifold Garden, Mark of the Ninja Remastered, Noida, Psychonauts 2, Rad, Record of Lodos War, Deedlit, and Wondered Labyrinth, Remnant from the Ashes, Risk of Rain 2, Rogue Legacy 2, Sable, Scarlet Nexus, Sekiro, Super Mega Baseball 3, Tetris Effect Connected, The Binding of Isaac Rebirth, The Messenger, Total War Warhammer 2, Tunche, and Webbed. That was a mouthful. You've heard me recommend some of these games like Circuit Superstars, Hot Wheels Unleashed, Record of Lodos War, Sable, Tunche, and one of my top games from last year, Webbed. It's great to see from software titles here, it bodes well for Elden Ring. Dark Souls and Dark Souls Remastered are conspicuous by their absence, but having Dark Souls 2, 3, and Sekiro to start is extremely exciting. We got other solid AAA titles like Death Stranding, Psychonauts 2, Scarlet Nexus, and Dishonored. We also have some indie darlings like Binding of Isaac, Celeste, Into the Breach, Hollow Knight, Noida, and Mark of the Ninja. Some of these, like Celeste, are legitimate top 10 goats to me. If you haven't played any of the games on this list, consider this an opportunity to introduce yourself to something new and amazing. A lot of these are great games, and now we know they'll play great on deck. Next on the list is playable games. We have Among Trees, Black Skylands, Bravely Default 2, Cats in Time, Cookie Clicker, Crypt of the Necro Dancer, Dyson Sphere Program, Factorio, Farming Simulator 19, Inscription, Near Automata, Plants vs. Zombies, Rimworld, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Season of Mystery, The Cherry Blossom Murders, Slay the Spire, Stormworks, Subnautica, Swords of Legends Online, The Witcher 3, Tomb Raider, Tribes of Midgard, Valheim, and War Thunder. You may be surprised to see some of these playable and not verified. Some of the specific results are interesting too. We can take a look at these. Tomb Raider has a launcher that causes issues. Rise of the Tomb Raider requires manually invoking the on-screen keyboard as Monster Hunter Rise did if you watched my last video. And it also displays a compatibility warning despite otherwise working fine. Valheim has some hard to read text and sometimes shows non-deck icons. 
Finally, we have five unsupported titles, including Persona 4 Golden. Persona 4 is unsupported because it doesn't work on the most recent version of Proton. It does work on a fork of Proton called Proton GE, but that's a third-party workaround that Valve is not including in their compatibility testing. The other four games that are unsupported are all VR games and unsupported for that reason. As an aside, there are several games with additional notes on compatibility that don't affect their overall rating. For example, Subnautica does not support cross-platform saved games and it does not support external controls for the primary player. The latter is important for playing when docked, since you have to use an external controller to play docked. Once again, I expect stuff like this to be addressed by developers, but I like that it is included in Valve's testing. If you want to see any of these results for yourself, I'll leave some links in the description with how to view the Steam site with the Steam Deck compatibility information. There are instructions for either Firefox or Chromium browsers. Of course, you can also see this information in SteamDB. Here comes a new challenger! This just in. As I'm recording and editing this video, 19 more games were added to the Steam Deck compatibility list. Eastward, Hades, Ghost Runner, and 12 Minutes are all verified. The other 15 games are all EA games that are given a playable rating due to the Origin launcher. Also, as per PC Gamer, a Valve representative has commented on the subject and says, quote, These early rounds are specifically to test various parts of the store and library on Steam Deck. We'll be doing these small-scale tests over the next week or two before ramping up significantly towards and past launch, end quote. If this is true, we should see the floodgates begin to open dramatically. But with that, let's get back to what I was saying. One final interesting thing to note here is that developers may have had these results available to them as early as one week ago. Again, according to the developer documentation, developers should have received an automated email, and from there they would have the option to either A, publish the results, B, submit a new build and get retested, or C, challenge the results if they think there was an error. If a developer does nothing, the results get auto-published one week later. So who knows, maybe we have another batch of games that have been tested now whose results will be available in a week. But you know what will be here in a week? Me, with another video. If you like this video so far, hit the like button, and if you want more Steam Deck videos, subscribe and slap the bell. Also, if you want to learn more about Deck Verified, I did a deep dive on it using Monster Hunter Rise as an example in my last video. Add that to your watch later, and if you want to see more videos like that, be sure to let me know in the comments. And the other big thing I have from this week are some exclusive and detailed Steam Deck impressions from a developer with a dev kit. This developer posted these impressions in the Steam Deck Discord, which is pretty awesome and has a large community, so they usually have the most up-to-date information on the Steam Deck. You can find them at discord.gg slash steamdeck. I also always post a link in my description, but this one is easy to remember, so feel free to use that. Also, a quick disclaimer that this is a dev kit and not a final product. There will absolutely be changes to what this developer may describe here. Also, he's just one person, so there may be things that he missed. In any case, this developer gave us some impressions on a few different things. With regard to microSD cards, he says, quote, After plugging a microSD card in, I can select a previously downloaded game and move content onto the microSD. Removing the microSD card doesn't remove the game from my install, but when I select the game, the play button is now update. I reckon this will be different for the final release. The library itself currently shows no mention that I could find of where a game is installed. You have to go into settings, then storage. So far, I haven't found a way to choose where a game is installed directly, but I haven't toyed around in the settings much yet." End quote. 
When it comes to testing games, he says that he won't comment on specific games in order to stay in line with Valve's wishes, of course. But that, quote, so far, every game I've tried launching was successful at launching and booting. I've tried about a dozen games, ranging from indie games to AAA games. Sometimes a game wouldn't launch or would crash on menu, but when I tried later, it worked. Not sure how come. End quote. I like what he had to say about the noise from the fan. There he says, quote, When running demanding games, I can hear the fan and warm air coming from the top where there's a fan slot. However, it's not loud. If you were standing at a COVID-safe distance from me, you likely wouldn't hear it. As soon as I put the deck's volume at anything higher than 50%, I can't hear the fan anymore if the game has audio playing. It's noticeable if you pay attention to it, but not otherwise. It sounds about as loud as running your finger across a sheet of paper slowly. End quote. For controls, he says, quote, I'm not super familiar with Steam input, but when it comes to controlling the deck, I have no issues. All the buttons are super comfortable, except L5 and R5, the lower grip buttons. I've had no issues with the B button whatsoever. I wouldn't have noticed it was an issue if we hadn't spoken about it prior to receiving the deck. The trackpads feel almost exactly like Steam controllers, which is amazing. Vibration when you glide your finger around... The trackpads also seem to be clickable in eight directions, not just four. Super convenient when typing on the virtual keyboard. Clicking the trackpad is impressively great. It's just the right amount of pressure needed. I'm not a controller person, but trying the Steam Dex gyros has changed my mind. It is precise beyond anything I've ever tried, aka Switch. And I could very comfortably aim with it in shooters, end quote. He also says Gyro is a game changer in another post, so that is extremely exciting that the deck's controls have made this dev a bit of a convert so far. I'm huge on Gyro gaming, and I love to see this. For Steam, he says that it, quote, feels like a much sleeker, faster, more responsive version of Big Picture. The color scheme feels similar, but everything is sharper, crispy, and feels modern. The little audio cues, the smooth animations, everything feels great, end quote. He also says that it's very easy to switch to desktop mode. I think he said it's literally two button presses away. Then there's a few seconds loading where you see a Linux console briefly. Then you're on the Linux desktop. Oddly, there's no way yet to access a virtual keyboard in desktop mode, but apparently Valve has said that they're working on it. He also gushed about the packaging and said the speaker was a little low for him. But again, if you want to see everything that he said, head over to that Discord. So that's going to do it for today's episode. I do want to recommend you check out Windjammers 2 and Paparazzi. Maybe pick them up or add them to your wishlist. They look awesome. Also, in lieu of my normal poem this week, I just want to shout out the patrons. Neil Ludd, Andre, Abysmally Tall, Robert, and JC. Occasionally I have to buy a game or some accessories for this channel, and you guys help me do that, so that is much appreciated. If you believe in what I'm doing here, consider being a patron too over at patreon.com slash fandadeck. That gang out. Goodbye.